Hey there. Welcome to the Where To Next podcast. I'm your host, Stacey V, and I'm so honored to be spending the next few minutes together. If you're ambitious and have been studiously creating a life only to realize it's not entirely the way you imagined it would be, and you feel like something's missing, pull up a chair because we're going to figure out how to get you more without doing more. I went to an event last night. I was in community with some women, and it was so fun to do that. It had been a while. One of the components of this event before we got started was celebrating the new moon. Today is Wednesday, March 8th, 2023, and we have just come upon a new moon. And I don't know much about this. I will say I'm new, but I am very aware of the cycles and the power of the moon and cycling with your female cycle and the fact that the full moon brings out different errant behavior and strong energies. And I've definitely experienced a lot of that in my life and more as I pay attention. With a moon ceremony, it's all about creating and setting an intention for the upcoming moon cycle, so the upcoming next several weeks. And a big part of that is letting go or releasing what you no longer want to bring into that or what no longer serves you. And that's today's topic is all about having a breakup list. And I titled it a breakup list because Honestly, I just think it sounds way more fun than letting go or things to stop doing or instead of having a to-do list, have a to-don't list. Breaking up sounds, especially now as an adult, there's a little bit of a levity to it. Yes, when we were teenagers or in our 20s and 30s or dating and you broke up with someone, it felt hard and it was emotional and it could be intense, but it could also be a sense of relief. And that's what I want today's conversation to be about, the levity and lightness that comes from breaking up with persons, places, things, habits, what have you. So let me start by saying, we all know what our to-do lists look like. I'm not even going to bore us, but for most of us, I would imagine all of us, the to-do list, even just saying that word, it sounds heavy. It sounds laborious. It sounds like, oh my gosh, it's never going to end. And most of what's on our to-do list is stuff that we don't really enjoy doing. It's part of what needs to happen, things that we do for other people, things that we do for work. Maybe we're volunteering. It's the things that happen when you're running a home, when you're keeping a life moving along. The way we care for ourselves and others, not the fun stuff or the good stuff or the juicy stuff, but the making a dentist appointment or scheduling a colonoscopy, which has been on my to-do list for three months, I kid you not. And adding, quite frankly, to this whole concept of self-care and taking care of ourselves, that's become a very big part of people's to-do lists too. And I think that's where we get a lot of this wrong. So. I'm not going to digress, but I want you to know that deleting or breaking up or releasing or letting things go can be just as effective, if not more, than adding something to our list. Here's a list of things that I no longer do. Some of them may be contrary to what society does. Some of them you may do. This is not a castigation. I'm not calling anyone out. All I'm saying is these are things, habits, 
that I no longer engage in because they don't serve me. And that is the whole point of this. I no longer have a no pay, no gain mindset. Definitely in my 20s and through my 30s, I was that person at the gym who was harder, faster, stronger, longer. How many steps, how much distance could I rack up? All of that. It didn't work for me then. I didn't realize that. Maybe it did. But it definitely doesn't work for me now. I don't like regimentation. I don't like the fact that my body started breaking down when I was doing some of those behaviors. I didn't like the way I felt overall. I changed the types of workouts and movements that I do. I broke up with that. I don't diet anymore. That is a whole other separate separate episode and part of previous career even. But what I gave up with dieting is all or nothing thinking. The whole concept of being on the wagon or off the wagon. The concept of being good or bad. The concept of having moral judgment around food. Again, if this is, I'm not calling anyone out at all. I'm just saying this doesn't work for me anymore. And I'm trying to give options. I'm trying to share what has worked for me in the hopes that maybe something will resonate with you. I don't have social media in my bedroom. What do I mean by that? When I'm in bed at night and I'm reading because I read on a Kindle, I never open social, not never, I don't open social media. Occasionally I do and I'll catch myself. But there's something about that for me that just feels a little, gosh, if I open this, I am inviting a kajillion people into my private sacred space that I share with my husband. So social media is a no-go in my bed. Certain words and phrases I don't say to myself. I talked about this in episode 12, but the word should and the concept of feeling guilty. I don't do that anymore because it doesn't serve me. It is not in my highest best interest. It is not how I want to show up because I don't feel good. I feel the judgment. I feel less than. I already feel like I'm not winning, quite frankly, and I don't like to feel that way in my daily life. And also, I don't like to use those words because I don't want my children to grow up saying those words or feeling those words or taking on my stuff. Two of the things I don't say, it doesn't matter. Whatever I'm going to say or used to say about it doesn't matter, and a lot of times it was with food. Oh, it doesn't matter if I have one more bite. Oh, it doesn't matter if I have one more piece of chocolate. I want you to know it does matter. Maybe technically that one bite doesn't matter, but when we say it doesn't matter, we're chipping away at the relationship we have with ourselves. If we've committed to something and we're moving toward something bigger in the future, we're wanting to create our future self. I talked about that last week. And we shortchange ourselves and we tell ourselves, oh, this doesn't matter. We are negating what's important in the future for right now. We are choosing instant gratification today for at the expense of our future. We are trading what's particularly challenging or an uncomfortable moment. And basically, we're telling ourselves something that's not true. It does matter because at some point in time, we've said this is important to us and we've set our intentions and gone along the way. And staying the course, 
staying consistent and doing what we want to do, even when we don't want to do it, is what matters. Something else I don't say to myself is, I'll never get there. I'll never get it. A lot of us say this, and we've been saying it for years. And the truth of the matter is, I don't understand now, or I haven't learned how to do it in this moment, but I am always learning. I must say that 10 times a day. I say it to my kids all the time. We're always, all of us, we're always learning. Something else I broke up with, I didn't even know that this was a thing, but I don't stay in hotel rooms without windows. A couple of years ago, my husband and I went on a trip. We went to go get our dog. And we walked into this hotel room, and immediately I knew I had to leave. I couldn't stay there. It had no window. In my life of staying in hotel rooms, I've never had a situation where a room hasn't had a window. But now I know I will never stay in a room without a window. Something else I've broken up with, and this is definitely a work in progress. For the most part, it's a breakup. Occasionally we come back together, but it's a breakup. Perfectionist thinking. That ties back into some of the diet mindset with all or nothing and being on and off the wagon. But perfectionist thinking and the various types of perfectionist thinking have kept me stuck at times, have kept me playing small at times. And honestly, I'm exhausted from it and I'm just not here for it anymore. So instead of trying to make it all go away or eradicate it because that doesn't work, what I've done is I've come to this place of acceptance within that sees perfection for what it is and knows it's coming with me, but I'm just not going to let it run the show anymore. And that's the part that I've broken up with, letting it run the show. Something else I broke up with years ago was saying things like, I am identity statements. I am a nail biter. I am a hot mess. I am a workaholic. These are identity-based statements. I also talk about this in episode 12. And what happens when we tell ourselves continually over and over, I am these things, we start to believe them and they become part of who we are and part of how we identify. So what I can say, what I suggest is saying to yourself, I have the habit of biting my nails. Oh, I have the habit of being forgetful occasionally. I enjoy my work and maybe I like to work more than XYZ. Putting some distance between you and these statements. Putting distance between you and this sort of identity. Again, small but very powerful and very mighty. So often, it's not what we're doing that stresses us out and makes us tired. It's the mental warfare and the emotional toll of the guilt of the self-judgment, of the back and forth with our inner mean girl. So when we break up with these patterns, these habits, these behaviors, it's not so much the doing, rather the story or the spin or the impact it's having on us. That's what I want you to take away from that. If you're interested in having a breakup list, 
make it fun. Channel some of your favorite breakup tunes from whenever it was, the 90s or the 2000s. Write yourself a letter. Write a Dear John letter or a breakup letter. This makes it lighthearted. There's a lot of symbolism in sitting down to write a letter. This is no longer working for me. It was great while it lasted. I'm going in a different direction. I want different things for me now. And lastly, it's not you, it's me. And that's my favorite part. All of these things that we've wanted, we may want to break up with, served us at one moment in time. And a breakup letter allows you the opportunity to, I'm laughing because I just think it's so silly, but it's silly in a good way. And I've done this before. Yes, I have, I have very much. The first time I went through this, I did this breakup letter. And you thank it for serving you. And then you let it go. You can throw the piece of paper, you can rip it up and burn it. You could symbolically put it in the sink and watch it disintegrate, that kind of thing. Imagine your life for a moment without this, whatever it is you're breaking up with. And I know some of you are probably saying, oh, Stacey, I can't even imagine breaking up with this. I can't even imagine this not being a part of my life anymore. And that's exactly the point. We don't take a hot second to imagine that we could disengage, that we could break up, that we could no longer do, think, feel a certain way. But it's possible. It just takes a little bit of intention and a little bit of focus. And before that, it takes you pausing to realize, yeah, maybe I want to do this. When you set out to practice, and practice in the form of a verb practice, as in this is going to take you a moment, what happens is you set your intention, you let this behavior go, you break up with it, and then your brain has a part of your brain is called the reticular activating system. And it is basically a filtration system within your brain. It's like radar. It helps you see what your looking for. It's very similar to the concept. It's the same concept. When you go to buy a car and you set your heart on whatever it is, the Honda or the Toyota or the BMW, all of a sudden you see that model and make everywhere. It's because your brain is looking, your brain is filtering for that. That's what your reticular activating system is going to do. So you set this intention to dear John and break up with this behavior and you activate that part of your brain. Now, are you going to get this overnight? No, not the point. <laughs> Will you get it eventually? Yes, absolutely. And your brain is going to help you. And it's eventually going to, maybe the first or second or third or even fifth time, your brain won't flag it for you. But eventually your brain is going to say, oh yeah, Stacy, wait, stop. We're not doing this anymore. And when you have those moments where you catch it or you spot it or that you're making progress, I want you to celebrate that. I want you to say, oh, yeah, I'm learning. And when you see that a moment has passed or you say to yourself, oh, gosh, I did it again. What I want you to do is I want you to gently say to yourself, oh, yeah, I see that. I did that. And I just remembered I'm breaking up with that. and We're no longer going to do it. It's very different than, see, you're never going to get it. You're a loser. You tried again. You failed. We don't do that anymore. 
And in fact, if you're looking for something to break up with, I might suggest you start there. The whole beating yourself up concept. Not good. Never helpful. How do I know? Because if it was helpful, we'd be over whatever we're beating ourselves up for. See where I'm going with this? The result of this exercise will have you, first of all, engaging in some fun. Some good old-fashioned fun. You're probably going to feel lighter and less stressed out because you're letting go of something. The very act of telling yourself, I'm here to let go, is less stress-inducing than adding on because we don't need any more adding on stress. We have enough to do already. Something else that this is going to afford you is an opportunity to slowly unbecome parts of you. We all have parts of us that we don't love. And by focusing on them, we tend to get more of them. That's just how it works. But if you can gently break up and put some distance, separate that part of you from you, Gently, it will fall by the wayside and melt into the background. We've taken on so much in our lives that we don't even realize. We don't take time, we don't take stock, and we don't realize the impact that certain habits, behaviors, or even people are having on our lives until they're gone, until you've intentionally decided to let go. So go have fun with this. Break up with one thing. And eventually, over time, you'll realize it's no longer a part of you and it has left space for who you are becoming. Hey, if you liked this episode or got anything from it, please do me a solid and share it with your best friend. It's super simple, easy to share, and it helps me a lot, especially as I grow and expand. I've got this goal to be an award-winning podcast. And part of that is getting this podcast into the ears of like-minded women just like yourself. Thank you so much. This podcast is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not meant as a substitute for medical advice or mental health care.